Hey, welcome to Razzle Dazzle, a podcast about video games and pop culture with an emphasis on our favorites. All right, it's Razzle Dazzle time. I'm your host, Jerry. I'm Patrick. That's the song guy, Joe. Hello, hello. So, I don't know if you guys heard this or not, but a new game on the Switch got released, like, recently. Not not a new game, but it's uh, Apex. Like, if, if it's on the Switch now. So, that's like, yeah, Apex, Apex is on the Switch um, now? It's like... It's like uh, you you huh. know what it is. It's it's like another uh, free for all or whatever. Yeah, it's the Titanfall Battle Royale. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Did so. I don't know. I, I wanted to bring that up uh, just because you know a lot of people can now play competitively or have like more tournaments now since it's uh, cross platform compatible or whatever. Oh, it's cross platform. Yeah, too. man. That's sick. Yeah, I was about to say, because Overwatch is on Switch too, but it's kind of, kind of sucks <laughs> to play on Switch. You know, I was thinking about honest. getting Overwatch, but, uh, like it's fifty percent off at the time of this recording, but the new game is coming out soon, so I'm not gonna like waste my money. Ah, uh, it's not gonna be coming out soon. No, not soon. Uh, you got, okay. you got a while. Yeah, you got okay. a long while. Cause they're they're still like expanding the whole s- the the pro league scene and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, anyways, uh, speaking of pro league and Overwatch and all those beautiful things, uh, yeah, esports. What we're talking about? I'm excited. It's one of my favorite things. As a aspiring, hopefully, uh, esports journalist, I uh, I like I like this subject. <laughs> I think it's fascinating i i really enjoy watching it and most of the time i don't even know what's going on because i have no clue what's i can't really comprehend the games as well as these professional athletes can it's just amazing what they can do yeah and i would also say it also like depends on which one because like i think games like csgo are kind of easy to understand but yet complex at the same time uh, but then you have games like Dota 2 and League, where if you're not if you don't know the game, it's really hard to watch. Um, but at the same time, those both of those games still have either massive uh, audience sizes or prize pools. So For like, those of us still insane. here that don't know or doesn't really understand the whole aspect of esports, like me, okay, what 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 is it? What is it to you guys? Um, I mean. Putting it simply, it's just the the video games played competitively. Uh, what are the limitations to consider something an esport? Um, so it just it just has to be something that you can compete in, and there's kind of two overarching genres for uh, esports being uh, the actual like competitive games, and then you have speed running. I want to save speed running for a different discussion, just because I think the esports competition itself is also a, something you talked about for a while, and then e- uh, speed running itself is also something huge in its own right. But uh, yeah, speaking of the competitive uh, competitive game sides of esports, you have games like Counter Strike, up and coming Valorant, uh, League of Legends, uh, Dota Two. To fight all the fighting games uh, in the fighting game community, there's just you. Tons. You are listing games that include um, one victor, one loser, as in a match. You know, yeah, like fighting games, League of Legends, 
there's one team or one side that will win, and then there's one that will lose. If I am not mistaken, um, esports, also video game competitions, um, one of the earliest ones was um, there was a, there was a tournament for a game called Space War and stuff like that. And then, you know, later on, it went to other arcade games. And what really, like, determined the winner was the high score. I remember there was, like, this movie, uh, like, a 80s, 90s movie. I forget the title. But it was basically about this kid trying to get to one of the Nintendo uh, championships. He was, like, going across the country or whatever. He met some people, whatever. And he was competing in the the competition where they had to like play Tetris, uh, do like a Mario three speed run, whatever. Ultimately, he won the the tournament. But it wasn't only just you know KO the other person, but getting the highest score. Oh yeah, you know, you know? um, N- at Nintendo historically has had the a uh, few of those tournaments where it's literally just people competing with each other to get high scores in a bunch of different Nintendo games or trying to beat it as fast as possible or whatever. Uh, that that was like one of the earliest forms of esports. The like earliest, earliest documented one, which is like contested to be if it's even esports, was uh, a Pong tournament, like the, <laughs> the, the, the cube with the two brackets. Uh, a Pong tournament to win a, rolling, a subscription to Rolling Stone magazine out of some university. Uh, but... Outside of that, um, the the main like so you have those like Nintendo high score competitions. You have just people competing nationally to get the biggest high scores. But uh, the biggest resemblance to the esports scene we have now uh, relates to when Street Fighter Two came out. Um, Street oh, yeah. Fighter Street Fighter Two is what really kicked things off in the sort of okay, this can be a competition. Um, you had people all over the world. Uh, picking up a character and going at each other in the biggest stadiums. It's uh, I think Evo started with Street Fighter 2 and then Evo's now the biggest fighting game tournament in the world. FGC, the fighting game community, that's my cup of tea when it comes to esports. Like I used to kind of be into the FPS um tournaments, but generally there hasn't been at least not in my opinion, there hasn't been a new and engaging FPS shooting game that people that I am just is interested in and like Valorant's entering the scene which I I think you should probably take a look at it's a really it's it's a big strategy focused um (laughs) it's like CSGO but if yeah it's it's like CSGO mixed with Overwatch and I don't I'm gonna check it out but I'm not too it's like it's like CSGO with character abilities it's really not too much like Overwatch is the thing but regardless, that's great. Uh, also, Star War, uh, EA recently uh, showed off the Star Wars Squadrons, which people think might become an esport, where it's a, I think it's a 5v5. Uh, it's a pilot sim. Yeah, 5v5, five, five five, uh, you're driving around in spaceships, shooting each other. Uh, now that which, Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Did you just call them spaceships? Bro, I mean, they're spaceships. Your X-Wings, your... Uh, a wings, your Y wings, whatever they all are, those are spaceships, they, man. They are called starfighters, for your information. And the starfighters are spaceships. Gosh. If that becomes a 
if that becomes a competitive scene, that'll be awesome. Oh, I'll dude, be... I holy um, I follow a guy on uh, uh Twitter uh, who's kind of just commentates on esports stuff. Uh, I think his name's uh, his Twitter handle slasher. His name's like Ron. I'm gonna mess up his last name, but Brislau or something like that. Um, he's he uh he he's got hopes for it, and uh he he kind of gives insightful esports commentary a lot. So uh I'm I'm hopeful uh <laughs> I at least at the most because uh it'll definitely be something different in the scene, and that's definitely what we need. Because I mean we got enough. Uh, I think. Uh, the shooters with uh, we've gotten our share of different genres of shooters. Uh, something interesting, different would be cool because we have our battle royales already. We have our Call of Duties, which are just uh, it's and then we got our CS:GO's Valorant's now a competitor to CS:GO, which will make both games excel. And uh, yeah, it's exciting. But um, what about real strategy qu- games or turn-based games like? I was I was asking you this like last week, like Pokemon, you know, with the Pokemon championships and all that stuff, is that considered an esport? Yeah, uh, basically any any video game that's like you got two people competing and has a scene is considered esport. The size of the community does matter in terms of like just notoriety, how much people right. know the game, but it's still like it's like there are still some real tiny games that have active communities with decent prize pools like uh Skullgirls or uh a lot of other anime fighters are kind of smaller in scale but they still have active skillful uh scenes i would i don't know much about the pokemon scene but i would, wouldn't be surprised if there are some people who really know what they're doing yeah well, and some kids like i think the one that won the 2018 like M- sun and moon tournament was 11 years old yeah and the the dude who won the that one really big Fortnite tournament the one with like the three million dollar prize pool he was i think in high school uh if not then still in his late teens but uh yeah and then everybody took off with (laughs) everybody was talking about that for a while uh uh which i mean so i watch uh, csgo a lot and my favorite team for that game is uh phase clan uh Mm. two Two of the members on their team are like super young, uh, Bimass and Broki. They're like, I'm, I am pretty sure they're not adults. Uh, I think Bimass is 17. I think Broki is either 17 or 18, but still really young. But they're like, they're insanely good too. And it's like, the, the I think the, one of the coolest part about the scene is just how young you can be and still excel. Um, in Smash Bros, you have MK Leo, number one player, was 17 when he was, I don't know if he's still 17, but when he first hit that number one position in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, he was 17. Uh, and then the number six or seven at the time, uh, I forget his name, he's a Japanese player, uh, Samsor, nope, not Samsor, um, I forget his name, but there was a Japanese player as well, he played Wolf, and he was number seven. At the time, he was in high school, and he was going to the traveling to the U.S. all the time for these tournaments uh, in high school. <laughs> so it's just insane to see all these younger people also taking off. Yeah, and um, since fighting games are my scene, specifically NRS fighting games, Sonic Fox, the king of those games, arguably the best player in the world for any everything for all fighting games, and honestly, in reality, he's twenty one years old, and He's 
incredible to watch. The frame oh, data yeah. he must know. I am very jealous. Yeah, dude. I mean, Sonic Fox is definitely huge. Uh, I think it was either 2019 Game Awards or 2020 Game Awards. I think it was 2019. He got pronounced like the just the best esports player of the year. Um, rightfully so. I mean, the guy oh, yeah. was taking off. Best in Mortal Kombat. He's he's like one of the best in every single fighting game he takes up. Uh, but yeah, dude. Uh, so much so that he's prodigies he, too. One, he's in Skullgirls. He's like a background. NPC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, so good. Um, one thing you brought up, Patrick. Um, you said, you know, this one kid from, uh, Japan or somewhere in Asia. You said like comes over to America to to participate in tournaments. One one thing I like that you said about what what I like that you brought it up is gaming in itself like normally already brings people together, right? But these tournaments uh literally bring people together to the same place, same time, all playing the same game they all love. Just connecting, bonding, making new connections with this game as like a doorway to you know interconnectedness you know and i absolutely love that type of aspect about gaming as a whole and especially esports esports you know friendly competition that's great you know you said i figured out his name is it's a uh, zachary uh also side other side intention he plays like five different characters which is like one of the most in the top 10 uh which is insane but um yeah so uh going back to the whole community thing like i I was a big. I first really got into esports when it came to Super Smash Bros. Um, I followed that for a while, and as such, I think I've made a lot of friends here in the local community for uh, this the Smash Bros. scene, and I've gotten a lot of opportunities from it too. Uh, I had a friend who uh, f- here at FGCU who was number two in Southwest Florida at the time uh, lead me to Myron, who was a uh, I think top fifty, if not in like the area fifty one of uh super smash Bros. ultimate and he gave me the opportunity to interview him talk with him as well as some other rising southwest florida players and it's it's great like just to see see these communities of people and talking with a uh, uh myron uh who was the the area 51 player i just mentioned um he's he's really for bolstering that community and helping everyone get better and just uh giving people like a place uh to enjoy the game and get better um talking with him he mentioned how um like when the scene was first starting and he was kind of going to local tournaments uh he him and like only like two other people were just winning every single one so whenever he showed up to a different one in the area there would be people like left or whatever and he's just he felt really sad about that but now the locals that he goes to now or went to before this whole thing um he uh he, he he's him along with all the people there really made this nice community so if you go i think it was like gator lanes on saturdays uh here, here in south florida area they have their uh, uh i forget the name of the tournament but it, it was it's great to see just all these people getting together to play games um yeah the community is definitely one of the most noteworthy things i've met people made good friends with people um and that's just for uh, ultimate now i'm getting super into csgo i'm starting to talk to people in the uh fgcu esports club who also play csgo i suck at the game i'm only so i was silver four just got ranked down to silver three 
uh, not really the best at the game, but I'm still talk like I still like talking to people about the game, watching pro matches. It's it's a really fun game to me, just seeing the high level strategies that go into it. What game do you think you would be good at if it was an esport? Like, what game do you think you could realistically be competitively viable in? Because I know it would be Halo 4. I am really good at that game. And you don't see much of Halo esports anymore because of Halo Reach and how enhanced mobility kind of took away from the whole meta. But if there were, if there was a bigger competitive scene for Halo, which I hope we see that again, I would like to participate in that. I probably wouldn't do too great, but it would be fun. And most, the vast majority of the esports community are good people. Community scandals or toxicity uh, in public games that happens. Like League is known for being a super salty, toxic game, um, but or MOBAs in general. But at the same time, you find the right community is just people who love the game and uh, want to help each other improve. And suddenly you don't see as much toxicity i don't know i don't play league too much so i'm not really in my element there csgo public community is considered to be really really toxic but i've already i've already made friends just from myself trying to be as nice as i can on the (laughs) on my public games i've already made a few friends with people who are all so nice and we try to queue together whenever possible uh and it's it's definitely you just you just have to try to avoid the toxic people and there are definitely people with good hearts playing these games um, you can say that about anything, really. Yeah, I'm. You know, but you also have stuff like uh, like going back to Smash Bros. Ultimate is one of the things I know most. There's lots of big scandals involving just bullying uh, off of Twitter or other platforms onto other people that have resulted in awful stuff, uh, including suicides, um, which is just absolutely awful and shouldn't be condoned by the community at all. But like you also have like your major players uh not it's not it's not condoning disallowing that kind of stuff putting it down saying like that's not what the community condemning that's what i'm looking for uh condemning that stuff for because it's not what the community is meant to be uh recently for smash bros ultimate uh there was somebody who uh tweeted out something like for a who anybody who needs to hear this uh you're not going to be the top player you're not going to be uh the best of your character so just uh thought i'd let you know and then like a bunch of a bunch of pro players immediately like retweeting it like hey this stuff this is i believe i didn't believe this stuff and look where i am now uh anybody can get to where i am you just gotta be capable uh stuff like that just everyone being encouraging and stuff like that so i think there are definitely especially the people at the top are going to be some really uplifting people yeah for sure i mean of course it's up to them you know as some as people who other players look up to to be like you know the 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 voice of reason you know the example like hey just believe in yourself you're gonna do great you know that's that's what it's all about love. It's all about love with the same game and with each other, I think. Yeah, of course. I um, am shocked at how similar esports is to real sports. Oh, it dude. is crazy. There's coaches that basically teams do the same that operate in the coaches. same way, both financially and in the sport wise. Um, like scandals that are the same way of like major sports like uh, the thing that's the thing that happened with uh, ninjas in pajamas for csgo or like uh just 
through weird stuff with investors and claims on the company and stuff like that, everything just fell apart with them. Um, stuff like that's just insane. Um, it's, it's, but also like the strategies that go into it. Like, uh, talked to you guys last week kind of a little bit about this with, uh, how like, uh, execution for a CSGO site, you can kind of look at it similarly to like, uh, an execution for like a football play. To where you kind of go like, hey, you're going to go this way, you're going to go that way, this guy, you're going to flash us in. And the same way for football, you go this way, you go that way, you guys are trying to block off these guys so this guy can run that way and do this. It's just, it's so, like, it, I just I just love it. Uh, I love seeing just the competitiveness and how you can really see it as an actual competition with actual warrant to it. Do, you, do we want to talk about the the Blizzard controversy and how it kind of really detrimented its own esports community. It's just to kind of quickly go through it. The the Hearthstone player who uh, uh, said something like save Hong free, Kong, or, free, free Hong, Hong Kong, Kong. And, and then Blizzard banned him, banned the commenters, commentators, and, yeah, commentators, and and like deleted that whole stream because it wouldn't, it would make their image look bad to the Chinese government, which provide a pretty big chunk of cash for the esports community as a whole. Some of the most, some of the best players come from China in pretty much every game we have. Yeah. And uh, it, the NBA did the same thing, just kind of cashing out its players for, for monetary gain overseas. Yeah, it's... I, I, really, I really don't like that kind of stuff. Um, and that really ended up hurting Blizzard a lot. A lot of people stopped playing the game. Um, Cancelled their subscriptions. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, though, I mean, it's Blizzard. They're huge. They're going to keep being great. But, I mean, it definitely was at least somewhat of a hit, considering they kind of pulled back at least a little bit. They they changed the guy's ban into, like, a suspension. They uh, they took away the ban uh, the suspension of the commentators. Ended up kind of fixing their mistakes, but still stuff like that kind of lead leaves a bad taste Definitely. it's like getting getting a stain of grape juice on your white shirt it's not going to come off exactly but that's um, the territory when you're a multi-international thing yeah yeah it's it's shocking how legitimate esports is and if you don't think that it's a legitimate sport and competition then i implore you to do some research onto it because it's a fascinating scene and it's true. so so cool there's a tons of like video essays stuff like that just talking about how great how how good esports are just to as spectator sports as sports themselves um all that which i think are really persuasive um to kind of leave on a like a good note because we just talked about blizzard stuff uh i want to just quickly talk just just how growing this stuff is and how uh to how much potential there are for esports still um it's growing as fast as the gaming community um yeah i mean i would say in some ways faster because uh you have a lot of people starting to play games more and they have people already played games for a while starting to kind of get get interested in esports of their respective favorite games um but just uh esports competitively wise not even talking about speed running um the global audience is like 500 million with uh with almost half of that 
being like avid enthusiasts, which is just insane to think about because uh, you, you have other sports uh, where people, a lot of the viewership just tends to be for either watching their team or uh, watching the finals or semifinals or just the last bit of the bracket. A lot of major sports don't have really dedicated, large audiences of really dedicated uh, fans. Whereas esports, nearly half being avid enthusiasts, it just really, it really shows the potential for it. As it's really something that draws people in. There's stories of, there's drama. There's a, uh, it's almost like it, there's character arcs sometimes with certain stories, and it's just so fun to see that stuff because it's it's sports, but it's also just people if you look into it enough, and the stories that come out of it are just as great. Um, and yeah, so I'm looking forward to Evo. Yeah, Evo's coming up. Except no smash. I want my smash. But it's <laughs> uh, there's still other games which I'll be happy for. Smash Online isn't that great either. Oh, I, w- I wouldn't want to watch Evo <laughs> with uh, Smash Online. I'm just sad there's no smash. Exactly. Me- Melee Online still works for them. They removed Melee because they're mean. Alright, that's all the time we have for today, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode here on Razzadazzle. Make sure to let us know what you think of today's episode somewhere on the internet. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Razzadazzle Show and on TikTok at Razzle underscore Dazzle underscore Show. Make sure to tune in every Thursday on the Live 365 app Eagle Radio Station where we are live. Catch you on the next one.